I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. I'm gonna sing like a butterfly and sing like a bee. His hands can't hit what his eyes can't see. Chaos family, what's good? Back like we never left. Welcome back to another episode of the Cerebral Chaos Podcast. I'm your gracious host, Docella. Glad to be here with you. Hope you had a fantastic week. Hope you have a great upcoming weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers listening. Uh, none of us will be here without you, obviously. So we appreciate you. And the Cerebral Chaos Podcast does appreciate all the mothers listening. Let's get it. Quote of the week this week is going to be anonymous. It says, you are the artist of your own life. Don't hand the paintbrush to anybody else. It's simple. You create your narrative. You set your bar. You are the expectation for your life. Don't try to compare yourself to anybody else. Don't let anybody else write your story or paint your story. You are the author. You're the architect. You control your life. With that said, we're going to get into a little bit of a somber note, but I wanted to do this here at the beginning of the episode before we kind of take a turn as far as what we're going to talk about. A young lady by the name of Arlena Miller committed suicide earlier this past week. She was a 19 year old cheerleader attending Southern University in Louisiana. She posted alarming messages on social media, school authorities said, and I saw the picture myself of one of the messages that she posted before committing suicide it it, it was heartbreaking to say the least um i won't go into to, to great detail it, it it's just very heartbreaking that a 19 year old young lady thought that she could not win in her battle with depression and with her demons such a such a heartbreaking story to hear um harkens me to last week's episode guys if you need to go back and take a second listen Please, please, please check out that mental health episode. Send it to your friends. Send it to your loved ones. I don't care. As many people as we can, let them know there is help. Check on your people. Check on your family. Make sure they're okay. Ask them if they need anything. From all accounts, the young lady was an excellent friend to most people and ended up feeling like she couldn't do anything else to win other than giving her life. So just just a sad sad state of affairs overall. My dad knows her dad. I never knew the young lady personally, but my family intertwines with her family because my dad knows her dad. And and just send out prayers to that family. Anybody going through that. In my research just looking at the story and looking at some of the details before I began to prep for the podcast. I found out that since the beginning of March, including her, there have been a total of four high profile college student athletes that have died by a way of suicide across the United States. Katie Meyer was a goalkeeper on Stanford's soccer team. Sarah Scholes was a top runner 
for the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and Lauren Burnett, a standout softball player for James Madison University. So those three young ladies, including Arlena Miller, who was the 19-year-old cheerleader at Southern University in Louisiana, in the last three months, we've had four young ladies leave this earth by way of suicide at such young ages, such young stages. This is a growing problem that we have to do our best to address. So in my opinion, if you consider yourself a friend, really be a friend and check on your friends, go see them, you know, put your hands on them. Sometimes you have to put your hands on people to actually see if they're doing okay and actually make sure they're doing okay. Miss Orlando didn't, didn't, she didn't even blame anybody in the message that I saw. She just, she said, Hey, this is what I feel like I can do to win prayers out to not only her family, but the families of the three other young ladies. I mentioned Katie Meyer, Sarah Schultz, Lauren Burnett. Hopefully I'm saying that correct. I apologize if I'm not prayers and thoughts with each and every one of those families, obviously going through tragedy right now on this mother's day. There's at least four mothers that did not have their daughters yesterday. So appreciate your loved ones, love on your people, check on them. And like I said, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, last week's episode, episode three was on mental health. If you need to go back and listen to that, please do. Please do. So with that said, let's get into it. There's a lot of things that I'm passionate about in my life that are non-physical things per se, let's say. So I'm not talking about my family or my house or anything like that. Just inanimate objects or things that I'm passionate about to me. Music, sports, wrestling, video gaming, and last but not least, including TV, I would say movies or cinema. So today we're going to talk about some movies. Now, movies are in a way phenomenal in how they can make you feel. You ever watched a movie that made you feel sad, made you feel happy, made you feel anger, made you feel perspective about your own life? I think it's crazy how someone can write a story have these imaginary characters. Sometimes they're based on true stories, obviously, but write this story, direct this story, produce this story that may not even be factual and draw human emotions out of us. Make us cry, make us laugh, make us hug our loved ones, make us, make us kiss our loved ones, make us hold them tighter, make us get perspective. Sometimes we even learn lessons from fictional stories produced on film. And I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome how movies can do that to us. I, I, I've been a movie person a very, very long time in my life. I, I guess I could say ever since I was a kid, I always loved movies. I always loved movie time, love watching movies, love trying new movies, love experiencing new movies. Pre-COVID, you know, when me and my wife first met, I think we would go to the movies every Friday for one while. There was like every Friday. I just wanted to go. I just like experiencing movies and seeing the stories and seeing the characters and and watching these things come to life for, you know, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, 120 minutes, however long the movie is. I just truly enjoy that. I truly enjoy getting invested in these characters, invested in these universes, you know, invested in all these things that a movie entails. So I think that's neat how... All that can be drawn out. And I think that's part of the reason why we love movies. We grow up, we watch movies as we're little. We transition from kid movies to adult movies with adult themes and adult messages. And some of those movies stick with us our entire lives. 
I bet you have a favorite movie that you watched since you were a kid that you'll never forget for whatever reason. You'll always remember that movie, that scene, that line for the rest of your life. And then when you grew up, you found another movie. But guess what? You can still always go back to that kid movie, whatever it be. If it's Lion King or Pocahontas or whatever, you still have that favorite memory of that favorite movie as a child that you'll always remember that will stick with you for the rest of your life. And that's the type of impact that a good movie should have on you. So I'm just going to get into a thing I like to do. I like to do these top fives. So if you listen to the Cerebral Chaos podcast from time to time, we will have different top five lists. Today, I'm going to do a few top five lists just kind of based on movies overall. Give my thoughts on some of my favorite movies. Kind of talk about a few few of my favorite movies. And last but not least, I will give you Docella's top five best ranked movies of all time. So my favorite movies to watch all time. And I try to jot these things down. You know, when I'm doing these episodes, I try to I have an idea of how these things are supposed to go. And I usually try to create a little script for myself just to keep myself online on topic. I don't say everything I write on paper, but I try to give myself bullet points to keep myself online to go on the right track with these episodes. So I'm not flying all over the place. And I was trying to comprise these lists and think of all these movies and think of every movie that I've ever saw in my life and try to whittle them down to five movies. And that's such a hard thing because there's so many different things I look in movies. What's the aim of the movie? How original is the movie? What's the rewatchability of this movie? Did the movie win any awards? How critically acclaimed is the movie? There's all these different things impactful. How impactful was the movie to me? Did the movie resonate with me on multiple levels? So that when I when I sit down and I decide to watch a movie, there's several different things I'm looking for. Obviously, everybody has their own taste, their own thing. But those are just a few of the things I'm looking for when I'm trying to decide a movie. So first top five list or first thing here today, we'll talk about my favorite movies to watch all time. Now, these movies aren't the movies that I think are the best movies of all time. We'll get into those later. These are just, in my opinion, probably five of the most watched movies I've ever seen. I literally enjoy them every time I see them and I don't get tired of watching them. What's your list? I'd be interested to to see what you guys say, to hear what you guys say. Go to the Facebook page. Go to the Instagram page. There is a post with this episode up. Go in there and comment on your top five favorite movies to watch all time. Here's mine. Number five, and this one's going to be, this one might be a little bit of a curveball for a lot of people. Number five is going to be The Naked Gun. (laughs) Any movie in the Naked Gun series. If you've ever seen The Naked Gun series, oh my God, how can I describe this? Leslie Nielsen plays the main detective by the name of Frank Drebin. The movie also stars O.J. Simpson amongst other characters in the movie as well basically naked gun is a parody of a detective that somehow always solves the day even though he's not even trying now when i tell you about lieutenant frank drebin think about 007 but really he's like 002 level basically 
So he does the silliest things. He says the silliest things. He can't even drive every time he tries to park his car. The car literally is never in park. Like literally, he never parks the car. He either hits something, hits somebody or gets out of the car. Didn't realize that the car was not in park. Like he's literally that silly. If you've ever seen any of these movies, they make a lot of parodies off movies. I think Ace Ventura was a was a key kind of parody they did in one of the movies. When I tell you, I don't think I've laughed as much on any movie as I've ever have in watching The Naked Gun. The first time my wife watched The Naked Gun with me, she thought I was crazy because I was literally in tears on the floor in a ball, stomach hurting. When I tell you this movie is, or these movies, there's a series of them. I think there's one, two, and two and a half or something like that. But these Naked Gun movies, Google them, YouTube them, find them wherever you can. When I tell you if you are looking for any type of laugh, if you are looking for a laid back, laxed, super stupid, <laughs> idiotic comedy, try the Naked Gun out. So Naked Gun is number five. You can include any movie from that series. I love them all equally like my kids. Number four, No Country for Old Men. Now, getting a little bit more serious with this one now. No Country for Old Men is a great, fantastic drama, thriller, hits on every mark that I look for as a great movie. Got really interesting characters. Really strong antagonist, even stronger protagonist that just doesn't give two craps about anything. If you don't know who Anton Chigurh is, Google Anton Chigurh and the scene where he's in the gas station and he's making the guy decide his life by flipping a quarter. Anton Chigurh is the bad guy in this movie and he's walking around literally with a air compressor killing people like literally murdering people by putting an air compressor on their head putting it all the way up the little part up to their forehead and when he turns it on full throttle and the little ball comes out when the air is being compressed he's literally putting it up to people's foreheads murdering them the entire movie he's a hired hitman who tracks down a guy or is tracking down a guy the entire movie who finds, let's just say, who finds something he shouldn't find in the midst of a drug deal going wrong or a cartel deal going wrong. It's either money. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's money. It's like money or something of value like that, but I'm pretty sure it's just money. So this guy that stays out in like they're in the Western it's a Western there in Western Arizona or California or somewhere like that. There's somewhere like that. The main character finds this bag of money out in the desert. And there's been a meeting of the minds in the desert between two parties who are going to exchange this for that money and drugs are involved. Both parties literally get killed. Each and every person in the party in the shootout. And there's the bag left. And this wandering guy walks up on this bag of money that belongs to one of the parties who was involved in the shootout and the deal. Well, safe to say that the guy was in the wrong place in the wrong time and he picked up this bag. So majority of this movie is 
Anton Chigurh, who's the hired gun. Tommy Lee Jones is the retiring sheriff in this movie who's trying to put all these pieces together in this cartel drug bust gone wrong and trying to put all these pieces together. So that's a very interesting find. If you haven't seen that before, No Country for Old Men is the name of that movie. It's a very great movie, very highly critically acclaimed. It's probably in my top 20 movies all time. Number three, if you know me, you know I love horror. You know I love the scary movies. I'll just say a sidebar today. Today is May the 7th when I'm recording this podcast of 2022. Today, I watched The Exorcist for the first time in my life. When I tell you that movie is the most disturbing scary movie that I've ever seen, I have seen thousands and thousands and thousands and maybe 10,000 scary movies in my entire life. I have never seen a movie that made my skin crawl like The Exorcist. Just a magnificent movie on all levels as far as scare factor special effects for the time i think it was brought out in 1979 if i'm not mistaken just just go watch the exorcist if you like scary movies and you haven't seen the exorcist do yourself a favor and go watch the exorcist but please beware there is some there is some stuff in there it's a very good scary movie my number three on my list is silence of the lambs it's a movie based on the novel by thomas harris about hannibal lecter who's the psychiatric doctor slash serial killer who's been captured by the fbi there's a rookie or up-and-coming officer working with the fbi that has to go talk to dr lecter to track down this criminal named buffalo bill who's kidnapping and killing people in the entire movie I cannot explain how in love I was with Silence of the Lambs after the first time I saw it. Again, I'm a horror movie buff. There aren't many horror movies that I haven't seen aside from The Exorcist, which I covered today. If it's a horror movie, if it's scary, I guarantee you I've seen it from Friday to Friday 13th to, to Halloween to Hellraiser to Leprechaun to, to all of it. I've seen all of it. Child's Play, I've seen it all. Silence of the Lambs is not per se a slasher movie. It's more of a thriller, psych psychological thriller. Again, one of the greatest actors of all time, Anthony Hopkins, plays the infamous Hannibal Lecter. Jodie Foster is the main female FBI character. If you have not seen Silence of the Lambs, it's the first movie, if I'm not mistaken, in the history of the Academy Awards where the lead which was Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar for a role in a horror movie that lets you know how powerful he did that role, that role. He was born. Anthony Hopkins was born for Hannibal Lecter. He did an amazing job. Go see that. It's a, it's a movie in a series of movies along with the movie Hannibal and red dragon. Go check it out. One of my favorite horror movies of all time. Another one that's just really, really high up on my list. Dark Knight by Christopher Nolan. Man, when I first saw Dark Knight, it, it, it was very, 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 very high. And for a long time, the best movie I had ever seen. I'm still not quite sure it's not the best movie I ever saw from the acting, from the directing, the producing. 
I love Christopher Nolan and all things Christopher Nolan. Just an amazing take and revival for Batman with me being a comic book. Oh my God, I forgot to mention how passionate I am about comic books. Forgot to mention that at the beginning. Just a classic revival of the ages for Batman, the character. Posthumously, Heath Ledger plays the Joker. Just an amazing performance by Heath Ledger. He won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in that role as the Joker. Just just I don't even know how to explain the Dark Knight. Just an amazing movie. If you love action, if you love superheroes, you really have to see the Dark Knight. If you haven't seen the Dark Knight, I don't know what you're doing. But if you haven't, by some strange imaginary reason, please go check out the Dark Knight. Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale plays Batman. I didn't mention him earlier. I'm just done with that one. On to the next one. So last and not least. So far, let's track that down. Naked Gun, number five. No Country for Old Men, four. Silence of the Lambs at three. Dark Knight at two. And number one, without a drum burrow, is going to be Star Wars. Man, my affinity. I would have to do a separate podcast for my affinity on Star Wars. I didn't get into Star Wars until late, till about 2011, 2012. My, one of my good friends, Prentice Thomas, who I have on the podcast at some point, introduced me to the world of star wars and he had been trying and trying and trying to get me into star wars and we were at walmart one day we was just i mean we were literally just glued to each other for a while for for several years and just a really good friend really good guy we went to walmart and he had been telling me and telling me and telling me and telling me because again i was a guy who loved movies and loved films so i was like i'm always looking for new stuff to get into if i can and he said bro you got to try Star Wars. And I'm like, man, Star Wars. I just don't, I don't, I don't know, bro. That's just, I don't know. The outer space thing has never been my thing. He was like, bro, I'm telling you, you're going to love Star Wars. And he said, I'll do you a solid. You get it. I'll sit here and watch all three episodes with you of the first saga. Now, if you know anything about Star Wars, you know how long those three episodes are. I'm talking about probably nine hours of runtime where we sat down and went through the epic first saga of star wars now as far as which one is my favorite episode five is probably my favorite i really love episode three but for these purposes i'm going to say any one of these besides episode two which is attack of the clones i would watch any one of those over and over and over again and i have seen them several times tens of fifties of times i've watched star wars from top to bottom when i first met my wife I put her through a test of might by making her watch the entire Star Wars saga episodes one through six with me. Safe to say she passed and she somewhat ended up liking the saga in the end, which is I think is a a great testament to Star Wars. So if you haven't seen Star Wars, check it out. Check it out. Watch it from three to six, one, two, three, four, or three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four. Whatever way you want to watch, Star Wars can be watched frontwards, backwards, any ways you want to do it. There's three more episodes since then, seven, eight, nine. I'm sure Disney's working on another trilogy to supplant those. But Star Wars is just a great and amazing story on many levels. Really in love with the movie and the galaxy, the characters, the storyline. Darth Vader is one of my favorite fictional characters of all time. He will have his own podcast one day as well. But number one on my favorite movies to watch is Star Wars. So I've seen this happen before. And I saw it in an episode of The Office, which is a milestone TV show for several reasons I don't have the time to get into. If 
you haven't watched or seen The Office, please do yourself a favor and go watch The Office. But there's an episode of The Office where there's an episode where Ryan the Temp heats up one of his sandwiches in the toaster oven, I think, and he leaves it on too long and it catches fire. And everybody has to evacuate the building. The firefighters have to come in and put out the fire. So while they're sitting outside, they play this game called Desert Island. And on Desert Island, you have to decide what are the four, five X things that you would have or that you would have to have in order to survive. So I'm going to play a game of Desert Island with myself with movies. So five movies, if I were on Desert Island stranded with nothing else to do, but watch these five movies for the rest of my life. Which five movies would I pick? Dark Knight for obvious reasons, which I already explained. Godfather. Godfather for obvious reasons I will explain later. Star Wars Episode Five. already explained that a little bit. Parasite and Naked Gun. Now I chose Dark Knight so I can have some action. I chose The Godfather just because I got to have a mob mafia movie in there somewhere. I just have to. Star Wars is going to give me my fun. Parasite is going to give me my thriller, which I'll get into in a little bit. Naked Gun is obviously going to give me my laughs. So if you've never seen Parasite before and you're saying, what the world is Parasite? It's on Hulu, I'm pretty sure, but it wasn't made on Hulu. It actually won the Academy Award for Best Movie three years ago, if I'm not mistaken, if my math is correct. It's either two or three years ago. It's an Asian movie that's basically about this family it's basically about this lower tier, low class family that designs this scheme to get over on this richer family or higher class family. One of the sons is a tutor for one of the daughters. The mom is a maid and the dad's like the taxi driver. I mean, they have a whole scheme where they're in with this family, basically mooching off of this family. Everybody's getting a piece of the money and they decide to take the plan in a different direction and actually break into the house um, only to find that in the basement of this house, there's a person that's chained up and I won't ruin the rest of the movie for you for there if you've never seen it. But Parasite is on Hulu. If you want to go watch it, it's an amazing movie. It is in another language, but grow up and just look at some subtitles. Okay. There are a lot of movies that are in Asian or there are a lot of movies that have subtitles that are very outstanding. If you give them the time of the day, Parasite is one. Train to Busan is another. The Wailing is another. Handmade is another on Amazon, if you've ever seen that. So there are a ton of movies that you can really immerse and experience that are Asian, but they have subtitles. And Parasite is one amazing movie. Like I said, won the Oscar for the best picture three years ago at the Academy Awards if I'm not mistaken. So that that should give you at least a sense of how good the, the movie is at least held in regard. I won't ruin the whole plot of the movie, but it's a really awesome twist and turns all over. If you got some time to sit down, pay attention to the subtitles, check out Parasite. So here we are. With, we're, we're at the cream of the crop. We're going to go with my five highest ranked movies of all time. Now, this is my opinion. You don't have to take this as fact. This is the Cerebral Chaos podcast where we deal in opinion. So I'm just giving you my opinion on the top five movies of all time for me. When I think about these movies, these are the movies that I think are the the greatest movies in the entire history of movies, in my opinion. I'm going to rank them. Number five, Inception by Christopher Nolan. 
has been it's been everywhere from number one to number five on my list but it would never drop out of my top five another amazing movie by christopher nolan who also produced dark knight as well just in a very original idea about dreams within dreams within dreams i won't ruin the plot for you too much stars leonardo dicaprio one of the greatest actors of all time Go check it out if you've never seen it. The movie is called Inception. A very original idea. Twists and turns all over. You have to decide at the end whether or not all this has been a dream or not. Very brilliantly done and written and produced. I don't have enough words for Inception. Inception is number five. Number four, The Wizard of Oz. If I have to explain The Wizard of Oz, where have you been the last hundred years? I mean, simply one of the greatest movies of all time. Very rewatchable, very good story, good characters, good acting, good effects, memorable songs, memorable lines, classic story. Number three, Dark Knight. We discussed Dark Knight a little bit earlier. Not going to review that again. Dark Knight's number three. Number two, Shawshank Redemption. If you've never seen Shawshank Redemption, again, I'm, I'm just not sure what you've been watching. I'm not going to ruin the plot for these movies for you guys, but go check out Shawshank Redemption. If you like movies involving stories of people in prison, trying to get out, meeting new friends on the way, learning new things on the way, discovering themselves on the way, go check it out. Stars Tim Robbins, Morgan Freeman. It's a story of a man who's sentenced to penitentiary for the murders of his wife and her lover, despite his claims of innocence. Over about two decades, he befriends Morgan Freeman and he becomes involved in some other stuff. Now, I'll leave it there. Dot, dot, dot. I won't ruin the rest of the movie for you. It is based on a Stephen King novel as well. If that that helps you out. Shawshank Redemption, number two. So number one on my list, the greatest movies of all time. No other than Godfather. Where do I start with Godfather? You want to talk about memorable lines. You want to talk about memorable performances. You want to talk about a great movie, great acting, brilliantly designed, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Marlon Brando won the Academy Award for the best actor in a leading role. It won the Academy Award for the best picture in 1972. Also stars Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. I mean, do I have to say anything else? The Godfather has Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. Literally, that's all I should have to say to let you know what's going on there. I I won't ruin the story for you on that one as well. It's a mob movie. It's a mafia movie. It's the OG. If you haven't seen it, where have you been? Go check out Godfather. So to recap, Docello's highest ranked movies of all time. Number five, Inception. Number four, Wizard of Oz. Number three, Dark Knight. Number two, Shawshank Redemption. Number one, Godfather. I appreciate you all listening to the podcast today. It's a little bit of a twist and turn from what we've been covering the last few weeks, but that's what you'll get from Cerebral Chaos. One week we'll talk about something, and then the next week we're going to take a left turn and talk about something completely different. That's what you'll get with this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed my list. Let's hear your list. Go to the Instagram page. Go to my Instagram page, my Facebook page. 
Tell me what I got wrong. What did I miss? What are some movies you would have put on your top five list? What are your favorite movies you would like to watch? What would you have on Desert Island? Five movies you got to watch for the rest of your life. What would you take on Desert Island? Thank you for listening. And as usual, if nothing else, God bless you and God bless chaos.